Good morning. Um, I thought I'd sit here in front of my tree again this morning to remind us that hope is still a work in progress 80 or so flowers later. <laughs> but today we are bringing our series on faith, hope and love to an end. And we are going to end where all things should begin and finish with love. Matthew 22, 37 to 39 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Love is our first commandment. God is love. So we who are created in his image, pour back that love towards him. We love him because he first loved us. Our second commandment is to love our neighbor our physical neighbours, our virtual neighbours, all of those we have an impact on, which in this global village in which we live is pretty much everyone. Our shopping preferences, our choices, our use of energy and the way we view people who are not like us can have a profound effect on those we will never meet. And yet they are still our neighbours. The third commandment hidden within that statement Jesus made is that we should love ourselves because we can't love our neighbour if we don't, because we love our neighbour as ourselves. I want us to look at these areas within the context of 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8. These two sets of Bible verses have consumed me over the last year or two. God often bringing me back to them because it is most important that we understand love so that we understand how we can live well, how we can live better lives, to live full and fulfilling lives. Love is not easy, but Jesus says it is the most important thing we can and will ever do. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, 
always perseveres. Love never fails. And this is the way God loves us. These verses are a beautiful picture of love and we understand that God is love. So this is the way God loves us. He is patient with us and kind to us. He does not have favourite children. He does not dishonour, say bad things about any of us. He is not easily angered. And when we come to him asking for forgiveness, he does forgive us every time. And every time he forgets it happened, every time. God keeps no records of our wrongs. When we say sorry, he forgets completely. And he says not guilty over you, over me, over again. <laughs> God doesn't love it when we get messed up and in the wrong stuff, but he sings over us when we get it right. He promises to be in us and with us. He is our shield and our strong tower that keeps us safe. He believes in us. He expects the best for us and he will never leave us or forsake us. God never So our first command is to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul and mind. So for me, that brings questions based on 1 Corinthians. Are we patient with God? Are we kind when we speak about him or when we speak to him? Have we ever hurt a non-Christian by looking at them as if we are somehow better because we know God? I know my mum ran from the church because a Christian said they felt sorry for her because she didn't know Jesus the way that they thought she should. Do we boast that our way to God is better than others, than other churches? How would God view that? If he thought that we thought we were better than the Church of England or the Catholic Church or the other Pentecostals, we are all his precious children, all dearly loved, whether we know it or not. Do we dishonour God in our words and thoughts towards him and about him? Do we, do we use his name vainly? Do we use his name to get what we want? Do, have we ever used the phrase, God said, to encourage the person in front of us to believe that what we are saying is actually true? Are we constantly asking for stuff without thinking first about the loving relationship between us? Do we keep a record of how God has let us down? Every prayer he hasn't answered the way we would like. Every bad thing that has happened that we don't understand the reason why. Or do we keep a record of all the amazing things he has done and the blessings that we constantly receive? Do we love him enough to believe in his hand of protection? Do we love him enough to trust him? 
trust is hard. We have all had relationships break down. As children, as teenagers, as adults, in families, in friendships, we have all had relationships break down somewhere. But no relationship can be called loving and good where there is no trust. Can we put our full hope in him? Or at least can we put a bit more hope in him today than we did yesterday? Will our love persevere even when it's hard? Do we believe that it will never fail? When I am looking at Bible verses, this is often how I do my Bible studies. When I read statements of truth like this um, about what love is and about who we should be, I often turn them into statements, those statements of truth, into questions. And then I question myself as a challenge to see how my spiritual life is going. Our greatest command is to love God and then our neighbour as ourselves. How is it going? How am I loving God well? How am I following God for what love should look like? So I would challenge you this week. I'm about to rattle through. I have already rattled through a long list of questions. I'm about to rattle through a a whole bunch more because there is so much to unpack in this but I would I would ask you this week to have a look at these small four voice voices verses in 1 Corinthians 13 and ask yourself these three questions how am I doing with loving God where are the areas I can deepen my love how am I doing with loving my neighbor and how am I doing with loving myself? So in this context, what does loving my neighbor look like? What does love and neighbor look like? We begin with love is patient. Can I choose a slower way of living that would benefit someone, I, someone else, my neighbor? someone probably in another country. Can my love be patient? Can I choose to walk rather than drive my car so as not to emit any emissions? For those of us who have old cars. Can I choose to walk into town to take no rap and not just buy everything in my weekly shop so that the things I buy are local and sustainable with no plastic. Can I change something small? Can I use a bamboo toothbrush? Can I use a bar of soap? I told somebody the other day that soap is a self-cleaning substance and when I was a child humpy soap didn't exist and they were astounded. It's okay. You can use soap that other people use. It's a self-cleaning substance. No plastic. Am I kind? Am I kind to the person on the other, tele other end of the telephone? Everybody is on the other end of the telephone now. Am I kind to the person in the call center? Am I patient with the person in the call center? 
my kind to the checkout staff. It's hard now, you can't give them a smile, but you can say a nice thing. My kind to the traffic warden when I see them in the street. Those people around who bring us that sense of, oh, still the real world. Adam talked to us about this last week. Do I need stuff to be like everyone else? Do I fall into the trap of comparison where it is impossible for, any, for anyone to ever win? Because apparently if we're in that trap, we all need 20% more. Do I gossip about the failings of others or do I look for good in them? Do I build people up, not tear them down? Do I look for people to fail rather than succeed? Is it my choice to protect, to trust, to hope for good things in others? Again, we come to the word trust and some of us have been badly scarred through trust. But we are called to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. When we ask God who the people are supposed to be in, the, in our lives, who the people we're supposed to trust are, can we trust God to know that that person is the right person? And then can we choose to extend even the smallest amount of trust again so that we can begin that journey of love? Are we, am I, willing to persevere when things get tough? Even when people don't change the way we think they should, keep exhibiting the same behaviours they have over and over, even when that person lets us down, are we willing to keep on keeping on? Am I willing to let love win? And then how am I doing with loving myself? Our verses tell us that you cannot love your neighbour without first loving yourself. Now I know that for some of us, there's a lot of shame and self-loathing out there. A struggle with self-worth, a struggle to believe that we are worthy of this kind of love from God, let alone worthy of loving ourselves. Our history, our upbringing, our relationships tell us many things about what love is. Not all of them good and healthy. But our Bible verses tell us what love is. And our God is love. He exudes all of these qualities. God is love and he wants to constantly pour out his love over each of us, over each of us, through each of us. We are his children and he believes that we are worth it. So. Am I patient with myself when I get stuff wrong again? Am I kind to myself? Are you kind to yourself? Have we found a rhythm that begins with loving God, but including being kind to ourselves? It's not indulgence. The scripture says that that is necessity. It is part of the command out loving our neighbour and without it, loving our neighbour becomes really hard. We can love our neighbour maybe with the basic techniques, 
like, okay, I am clothed and fed, but we can't necessarily love them out of our hearts. Do we see ourselves as we are, not concerned about status or comparison? Are we free from having to compete so that we can actually feel good about ourselves? How do we think God sees us? Corinthians 13, this passage will tell us how much you and I are loved. How about this one? Do we keep a long list of failings and failures? God says don't. God says give them to me. Stop beating yourself up with the past. Live here with me in the present. God says don't look at the bad in yourself, look for the good. And we should ask God to show us what he sees if we struggle with that. Trust that what God says about you is true. Live in that. Reach for hope. God perseveres with you. Choose to persevere with the difficult parts of yourself. Choose to love yourself. Be kind. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. I asked um, that we could take communion together this morning, each in our separate homes. The bread and the wine are symbols of the fact that God loved the world so much that he sent his only son to live and die and rise again, that we might have life and life in all its fullness. As we worship, I would like us to eat and drink these symbols and commit ourselves to a deeper understanding of love, a life where we are love, we choose to love and let love win. Let's pray. Lord God, you are good and you are love. Your love for us has no end and it's hard for us to understand how wide and deep and expansive it is. This morning, I pray that we would know that we are loved. I pray that you would give us the strength of will to choose to walk the path of love with greater depth. Help us to love you with all our hearts, our souls and understanding. I pray that passion for you would well up inside us and we would seek more deeply after you. Lord, help us to see where we can love our neighbours more. Give us wisdom and clarity. Show us how to live well locally and globally, how to be kind to everyone. And help us, Lord, to love ourselves. For some of us to open ourselves up to believe that we are worthy of love. Help us to find rhythm in our days, rhythm where we put our relationship with you first and also make time to do the things that are kind for ourselves. We love you, Lord, because you are amazing and you are worthy of our praise. Swell that love within us that we would see love win. 
in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes, in our towns and villages, in our country and in our world. Thank you, Lord. Amen.